0: Would you open God's precious holy word to Leviticus 9? God will inhabit the worship and the praise of His people in order that there is an understanding. On behalf of the people regarding the aspects of worship, God sets aside ministers, priests, in the case of the Old Testament. We have noted instructions earlier in Leviticus regarding the work of the priests, what they were to do. More instruction was seen in Exodus as well. So they would be well-versed in the doctrine of sin, for example. The meaning of atonement, intercession, such things. In our study in Exodus, we noted the importance of the colors and of the material used in the construction of the tabernacle. Every color, every material had a meaning. It should be noted that where man first entered the place in which in the deepest recesses was the presence of God. It was brass because that signifies a place where sin would be dealt with. Moving closer then, the priesthood would have noted especially the silver that was used in certain implements and then into the presence of the holy of holies and the holy place in the holy of holies was gold, signifying the presence of God. And then there was the ark of the covenant. It was made of special wood, and the lid, which was known as the mercy seat, was covered in gold, signifying the seed of the woman, and showing. The blend of God and man in the final sacrifice, and of course, on the Day of Atonement. We'll get there in Leviticus here before long. Uh, The Day of Atonement, what the priesthood would do on that one day a year. And the mercy seat, gold, covering wood, deity, and humanity would be a lesson in God's great condescension. These things would have been noted through the years. Now, there were schools of study that developed through the years about the meanings of things and the rituals and so forth. But there would have certainly been a rudimentary knowledge of these things Regarding the priesthood in the minds and hearts of the priests, and this was the the job they had, was to lead the ministry, to be the point between God and man, where the, the actions of worship, the behavior of worshipers, and the meaning of those things of worship in that day, it would have been sacrifices and, and blood in the altar and so forth. The incense, the altar of incense, the ascending prayers of the people of God. these would have been especially important for the priesthood, for the Levites to understand and they could share this with people. People could ask them questions about atonement. What does this mean? I have to press my hand. Most worshipers would have understood and we have seen in the language here that when people identified with a sacrifice, they leaned heavily with their hands on the the, the animal that was to be sacrificed. They would put their weight on it. It wasn't just the kind of thing where they would lay their hands on it. but They would lean and press in and try to identify as much as possible the sinner that they were with the sacrifice that was representative of, of their cleansing, of their forgiveness, of the atonement. Of their commitment in the case of burnt offering. So, the instructions have been given about the offerings and about the priests who offer it. The instructions have been given on how their clothes were to be. Their clothing meant something. The time has come. Now, Moses, well, I'll get there in a minute. The time has come for the priests to begin their ministry the first thing in introducing the priesthood to the people was the revelation of the glory of God so now moses gives instructions to the to Aaron and the priesthood the high priest the priesthood moses is a unique character in the Bible. He's like John the Baptist in the sense that he's unique. There's just one lawgiver. There's just one Moses. There wasn't anything like that, not even Joshua. He could not approach the office of Moses. Yahweh said, Moses, my servant. And so Moses was specifically called and then outfitted, and it took years, 40 years here so forth. Moses was the one who was called up to the mountaintop, and nobody else could go except on a particular and special occasion where others were permitted, the elders were permitted to go with him. But it was Moses with whom God would commune in the giving of the law. Because these people who were coming out of Exodus were no longer just a group of slaves. They were a nation. And as time would go, they would become a mighty nation. They were God's people and they had rules. They had a lifestyle that God had given them. And if you look at it, it was a beautiful lifestyle. Their calendar was filled with happy days where they would come together and, and sing and dance and enjoy a feast all because they were God's people and God was in their presence in a special way by the tabernacle and later the temple. And in his law, God gave them instructions that would be helpful for them And make them strong as a nation. But every one of them in his generation and in his life, in the course of his life, learned that he had to deal with sin, his personal sin. He understood that God was pure and holy and that he was not. But he would be a worshiper of God because God had provided instructions for worship. Yes, you may approach me, of course. You can come to me to the place appointed and bring your sin and your sin will be put away. It'll be forgiven. So they enjoyed this confidence and this security, especially By way of the covenant that God had established with them. But there had to be a unique priesthood. Not everyone who is a worshiper comes in understanding everything that there is to know. About what kind of relationship he's supposed to have with God and how, how sin is to be dealt with. You have to be taught these things. The priesthood. They couldn't own any land in Canaan. But they were provided for. They had parcels of land where they as a tribe would live as a priesthood. Here and there in the promised land. Their... Their existence, their sustenance, their prosperity, all these things were cared for through the offerings that people brought. So in a sense, this was a very beautiful thing, the, the, the method and flow of worship from the people of God to God charged with the responsibility of keeping this right and straight and understanding or understandable, the priesthood. How do they get started? From the only person in the Old Testament who was the lawgiver. Moses, this was God's design. And so Moses and only Moses... is permitted to tell the priesthood what to do. And once Moses sets it in motion, it doesn't have to be done again. It is passed from generation to generation. And of course, the instructions were always there regarding the priesthood in the law, the Torah, the law of God. So here is something unique from a person who is unique, namely Moses, And it is that God gives Moses the instructions on the beginning and the establishment of the priesthood. The priesthood bespeaks of the fact that God will enjoy the presence and inhabit the praise of his people. So we begin here in verse 1. And it was on the eighth day Moses summoned Aaron, his sons, and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, take for yourself a bull calf as a sin offering, a ram as a burnt offering, both unblemished, and bring them near before Yahweh. To the children of Israel, you shall speak, saying, take a he-goat as a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, both in their first year, and both unblemished as a burnt offering. And an ox and a ram as peace offerings to slaughter before Yahweh, and a meal offering mixed with oil. For today, Yahweh is appearing to you. Now, let's just summarize Of course, a sin offering is the acknowledgement of personal sin. Nobody ever escapes that condition, not even the high priest. So in this, there's an understanding of the depravity of man, the failure of the race of humankind. And the gracious provision of God that he will provide a way for his people to be forgiven and to be atoned for. Now, this is the instruction from Yahweh to Moses and from Moses to Aaron, the sons of Aaron, the priesthood, and to the elders of Israel because now... All of the nation needs to understand what's going on. This is the implementation of a very important and vital part of the life of the nation of Israel. The priesthood, the high priest. So the instruction is very clear. Now look at it. You take a sin offering and a burnt offering. You're going to have to acknowledge your sin like everybody else does. And you're going to be required to publicly and completely commit yourself to service before Yahweh. That's the burnt offering. And the people are to identify in the same way. And then, of course, there were peace offerings, which was the fellowship with God and the meal offering and all those th- those things would establish a very special communion with God and with God's people. So it was a a, a wonderful thing. Tells them how how to prepare the offerings, what kind of offering. So now, priest and people, directly instructed by Yahweh through his special servant, Moses, this establishes, this doesn't ever have to happen again. John the Baptist is the guy who transitions from Old Testament to New Testament. Both, both an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament preacher. He's the only one of them. There's not another one. There's not, but there's only one harbinger of the Christ of God. And that was John the Baptist. Moses is this, there's only one guy who would climb the mountain Receive the instruction. Bring it back from the hand of God. And teach the people what God said they were to do. These were his people. And they were to be different from the world. The priesthood is a very important part of this. They took what Moses had commanded to the front of the tent of meeting. And the entire community approached and stood before Yahweh. And Moses said, this is the thing Yahweh has commanded. Do it. And the glory of Yahweh will appear to you. Now Moses has enjoyed this this fellowship with Yahweh. But how exciting is this promise that Yahweh, who has been on the mountain with Moses, and whose fire of glory has filled the Holy of Holies, Does fill, will fill the Holy of Holies in the present. How exciting is that? That the very glory of God will appear. So this is the time, this this will happen in the establishment of the priesthood. Moses now commands Aaron to begin the worship. This is sort of like passing a baton. Aaron and the priesthood, the high priest, the priesthood, Are to be leaders of worship. Teachers of the law. And to reveal to the people the deep things of their relationship, the covenant relationship. Moses said to Aaron, approach the altar. Perform your sin offering, your burnt offering, atoning for yourself and for the people. And perform the people's sacrifice, atoning for them as Yahweh has commanded so Aaron makes his own sin offering. Aaron approached the altar, slaughtered his sin offering, offering a calf. Aaron's sons brought forward the blood to him. He dipped his finger into the blood, placing some on the horns of the altar, and he poured the blood at the base of the altar. And we stop there. What does this mean? He 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 places some of the blood. On the horns of the altar. Now there were horns. Animal horns. Here's this brass altar. There were animal horns. Especially at the corners. A horn. It's very clear in the Bible. As a matter of fact. It's identified that way in the Old Testament. A horn is symbolic. Of strength. And. Identified with strength is safety. So the high priest, his sons, bring the blood forward. Dip finger into blood, take some of the blood, and put it on the horns of the altar. Then he poured it. At, then he poured the rest at the base of the altar, saying. This is the strength of my salvation. I cannot save myself. This is a great lesson for the people. Even the high priest has to say, there is no strength in me. I have no security in myself. The strength of my salvation is in the, in the blood of the sacrifice. and atonement. And so this is performed before all the people. And they say, well, even the high priest... Has to acknowledge this. The fat, the kidneys, and the diaphragm with the liver from the sin offering. He caused to go up and smoke on the altar as Yahweh has commanded Moses. Sin, burn it up, get rid of it, take it away. He burned the flesh and the hide and the fire outside the camp. And then Aaron makes his own burnt offering he slaughtered the burnt offering. Aaron's sons presented the blood to him. He dashed it on the altar all around and they presented the burnt offering to him in his prescribed pieces along with the head and he caused them to go up and smoke on the altar and he washed the innards and the legs and he caused them to go up and smoke on the altar along with the burnt offering. In other words, this is me. I'm not hiding anything from you, O Lord. Take and accept me. As a committed servant. So he has to do this in front of all the people. And all the people see that. He has. He has. Sacredly. Committed himself. In this. Special service. And only the high priest. Is the high priest. There are no others. Just one high priest at a time. And the people recognize that. Because it's by the design of God. Now. The burnt offering goes up in smoke. Same thing has to be done. Same offerings for the people. So that priest and people are identified in the same problem. But the people know that they can confidently come to the priest. and He understands. He's part of who they are. But he's appointed by Yahweh. He's instructed in a special way. Through Moses by Yahweh. He brought forward the people's sacrifice. Took the people's sin offering goat, slaughtered it, made it a sin offering like the first one. He brought forward a burnt offering and prepared it according to the law. So the people and the priests identify in the same way as per the instructions of Yahweh. Then come the meal piece and wave offerings for the people. He brought forward the meal offering, filled his palm with it, caused it to go up in smoke on the altar, in addition to the morning burnt offering. And he slaughtered the ox and the ram and the people's peace offering. And Aaron's sons presented the blood to him and he dashed it on the altar around. And they also presented the fats from the ox and from the ram, the tail, the fatty covering, the kidneys, and the diaphragm with the liver. This was supposed to be the choicest part. And it's given up. And they also presented the fats from the ox, ram, tail, the fatty covering, kidneys, and the diaphragm with the liver. They placed the fats on top of the breasts. And he caused the fats to go up and smoke on the altar. And Aaron had already waved the breasts and the right thigh as a wave offering before Yahweh as Moses has commanded, had commanded. So this was the wave offering so that people could see this was for Yahweh. Okay? Then Aaron blesses the people. And Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. He can do this now. Instructions from Yahweh through Moses have been given. Once Moses does this, Moses keeps doing what Moses does, but he doesn't have to do this anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't have to attend to the things of, of the priesthood that this is going to be established here. Lifted up his hands, blessed them, he then descended from preparing the sin offering, the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. Then they came out and blessed the people, and here it is. And the glory of Yahweh appeared. all the people. Yahweh accepted it. Yahweh puts his stamp of approval on it. In the way that people could understand the presence of Yahweh, his glory appears to all the people. Fire went forth from before Yahweh, consumed the burnt offering and the fats upon the altar, and all the people saw, sang praises, and fell upon their faces. Yahweh does a very special thing To visibly accept and to visually imprint upon the people that these are the priests of Yahweh. This is a God thing. There will be no other priesthood for them. There will be only one high priest in the generation. And the instructions for their work are given to them meticulously in the law. And they take it and they go from there. And they are the ones who would be the priests from Yahweh to the people and from the people to Yahweh. And they would minister to the people regarding sacrifices, atonement, forgiveness of sin, commitment to serve, communion and fellowship with God. Some of those other offerings were fellowship offerings where friends and family could come together and symbolically enjoy a meal in communion with Yahweh himself God's people could do this and they are taught these things by the priesthood and God by giving, by giving his appearance the glory approves the whole thing fire went forth from before Yahweh Consumed the burnt offering, the fats upon the altar, and all the people saw it. They worshiped. They sang praises and fell upon their faces. At that moment, it's a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing that Yahweh himself, by covenant and through his law, has established a relationship with people that even transcends their sin because Yahweh taught them how they could be forgiven. And the priests were available to make sure they understood that and that everything was done right. And the priesthood stood there as priests between Yahweh and worshiper and between worshiper and Yahweh. We're going to stop there, and uh, God willing, we'll pick it up there next time. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, thank you that, that as surely as you call your people to yourself and separate them from the world, that just as surely as you do that, you'll forgive us. You'll provide for us, not just physically, but that you'll provide for us Spiritually. That you've made provisions to teach us the wonderful things of your word and how those things can be applied to our lives. Lord, help us and bless us in these days as your people, the church, to do that which pleases you and to always be keenly aware of the importance and the meaning of worship and of praise.